welcome to the official podcast of the Australian Podiatry Association, where we talk about issues affecting podiatrists and their patients, as well as a range of broader issues. My name is Nello Marino. I'm the CEO of the Australian Podiatry Association and delighted to be your host for today's episode. We're joined by Dr. Angela Evans, AM, who would be very, very well known to many in our audience. Um, and as many would know, Angela is a clinician in Adelaide, senior lecturer at La Trobe University, a director on the board of the Australian Podiatry Association, a volunteer and ambassador with Walk for Life, and a very passionate advocate for sustainability in healthcare. Angela, welcome to the podcast. It's great to have you here. Oh, thank you, Nello. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for the invitation. I know how passionate you are about sustainability, so it's great to be able to kick this off uh, and kick off uh, well a number of discussions about sustainability uh, with this podcast. But before we go into depth mm. and start our conversation on today's topic, um, can you perhaps tell me where your passion for, from, for sustainability comes from? What started you on the journey uh, to learn more about uh, what's become clearly a very global uh, and increasingly critical issue? Yes, you know, I think it's, it's something that as a child growing up, I was um, uh, very fortunate to grow up on the land on an old pastoral property in South Australia and I know my father was always very aware of looking after the land, you know, what we'd now call land care and, you know, agricultural balance. Um, and I guess not seeing uh, that resources being um, infinite, that was something we had to guard very carefully. I know he was very, he was a very uh, respectful as far as living on the land is concerned. So I suppose that that was ingrained in me right from the word go. Um, as as a child too, I was I was a a child who loved looking up at the stars and the skies from as long as I can remember. Um, I had a telescope from the age of seven, and you know my my look it up book of stars and planets. So I was always pretty fascinated with this this um, notion of being part of a planet, being part of that sort of um, that life um, uh, on a planet in a solar system. That, that was from very early days, really. And then I suppose um, my, my mother was a, a greenie long before the term was invented, uh, just had a natural sense, I think, of reusing and repairing and not throwing things out. You know, waste not, want not, I guess, would have been uh, one of her maxims. And then uh, I guess her brother, my uncle, was quite an eminent scientist actually in the area of both um, of water and also soil. And he really, he, he died about 10 years ago, but he was saying, gosh, when I was a teenager, he was really talking a lot about soil salinity and uh, water tables, um, air quality, and he was very concerned, I would say, 40 years ago about uh, what went on to be called global warming and climate change. So I think it's just about being ingrained in me, really. Um, but, I, you know, I love this planet. I love the, the world we live on. I love the diversity of all life forms. So it's, uh, it's not much of a step for me to be engaged. 
and, and knowing your love for life, I think, um, uh, and I don't say that lightly, I, uh, it, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, well, it's interesting, you know, one of my cousins, so the, the uncle who was the scientist, one of his sons is a um, atmospheric physicist and he's spent a lot of time in the Antarctic and, again, you know, he's been really concerned with the changes he's seen so uh, rapidly down there. Um, but he's also shared some incredible photos and video footage of just that extraordinary southern pole you know, just mm. really down from where I live here in Adelaide. Mm. Um, mm. So, yeah, I've got a deep respect for the planet um, and the and life forms and, and a great and a great wonder at it, really, too. Mm. Mm. Let's let's talk uh, let's talk more about it in the context of of um, of healthcare in particular, something that's obviously close to ourselves and our, our listeners, um, Angela. So perhaps to just kick off, what 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 is sustainability in healthcare? And um, what you know, what is the what's the simple definition that we probably we probably describe mm-hmm. as? I, I guess we it depends on your perspective a bit, but I guess it, healthcare. That's sustainable is healthcare that um, looks after people now and meets our current healthcare needs in a way that doesn't compromise future needs for the people who are going to follow us for future generations. A lot of it is very much about reducing waste and being efficient with resources. Um, evidence, I think, really comes into that. Because if we don't have evidence for interventions, why are we employing them? You know, that's another another form of waste. Um, so I think they're big parts of it. Um, I think sustainability in healthcare in the future is going to very much involve looking at our, uh, really the big ticket item is our supply chains uh, and the fossil fuels involved in bringing things into our practices. That's where the big portion, like three quarters of the emissions come from, from healthcare. Mm-hmm. Go on. No, go, go ahead. I was going to say, because it probably, I know it was a surprise to me when I first really read the quantum that we're dealing with when we look at uh, healthcare as a contributor to climate change, which seems, you know, so sort of upside down when you think, well, hang on, wait a minute. Healthcare is not good for health, and yet healthcare is a uh, climate change rather is not good for health, and yet the irony is that healthcare is contributing to climate change through emissions to the tune of about four and a half percent globally, but more in Australia we're over seven percent, and uh, that's that's a bit of a shock I think when you first hear it, and supply chains the big part of that, and they're largely you know, fossil fuel-driven transport um, and uh, energy as well. Yeah, it's uh, sad to know that, uh, um, you know, Australia is, is uh, as you've pointed out, it's uh, I think roughly about 5% of, of our total emissions come from um, uh, from healthcare and um, it's actually the world's highest emitter per capita, as you would well be well aware, uh, in healthcare. Angela, so that's, um, yeah, there's, there's clearly something we've got to do something about. It is. And, you know, the argument often is, oh, but, you know, Australia, there's only 25 million of us, mm. so our impact isn't great. 
but, you know, any contribution to something of which we are going to be fully on the end of as recipients, you know, it doesn't make sense not to reduce and help where we can. Mm. So, so tell me, why, why is sustainability important to, to healthcare? What, what is the impact on, you know, the Australian healthcare sector? Yeah, well, I mean, you know, not putting too fine a point on it, and people with far more knowledge than I have in this space repeatedly describe climate uh, change as a healthcare emergency or crisis. And it's something that is affecting people's health um, now and it threatens um, more in the way of illness um, in the future. And I guess a lot of this is about poor air quality, so that's going to increase respiratory uh, diseases and incidents of conditions like asthma. Uh, it'll also impact on cardiovascular disease, um, heat-related um, conditions. And, I mean, and that's going to have impact for people who um, work outside in the middle of the day if um, heat stress is going to become a greater issue. Um, and, of course, for people who are already, say, uh, immune compromised um, or older people or very young infants and children, they're going to feel the effects of climate change related health conditions even more. Mm. So it's um, something that we really have to act on. The other thing is, as um, in different parts of the world, and we're, we're seeing this as the, cli- as the planet heats up, we're seeing, you know, wild weather in the forms of um, um, uh, flooding and bushfires and then droughts. So that's a real threat to food security um, mm. and it's a, a threat to our uh, fresh water supplies and as well as food security or food amounts or crop failure, it's the nutritional value of that food mm. will be depleted. And this is particularly in equatorial um, zone is going to be more of a more of a problem, and that seems pretty unfair because a lot of those areas don't actually have, uh, in their healthcare systems emit as much in terms mm. of uh, carbon dioxide or greenhouse gases, and yet they're going to be more affected. Part of their geography and part of the, just the inequity. So, Angela, what are the the principles of and the factors associated with sustainability. Um, yeah, I'm keen to know what what are what are some of the critical issues that fundamentally need to be be addressed when we talk about sustainability. I th- yeah, it's a it's a it's a big it's a big uh, topic, but I think in essence, reducing waste is a, a big part of it. Um, and as far as healthcare-driven emissions are concerned, it's going to be getting on top of the uh, supply chains because that's approximately three-quarters of healthcare-related uh, emissions. And fundamentally, it's going to be a matter of trying to use less mm. at every juncture where we can to use local products where we can um, and also looking at establishing the notion of the circular economy so that we stop landfill 
or reduce landfill as much as possible because that's where and that's quite a driver of greenhouse gases as well. And there's some, you know, really exciting work happening in this space in this country, uh, some of which we'll hear about at the, on the um, sustainability panel discussion mm-hmm. uh, at the end of our national conference. We'll talk about that a little more later. Okay. So we'll come, we'll come back to that. Um, it, this is obviously, I mean, you've touched, you've used terms like crisis and emergency, and I don't think they're, they're overstated. Um, what, what are the effects or what can happen, Angela, if, if healthcare ignores the need for, to, to practice more sustainably? I guess ultimately healthcare will be, um, contributing, uh, more, more and more to worse health outcomes and, you know, particularly, as I've said, via air pollution, and that's going to have a, a direct impact on anyone suffering respiratory diseases and we'll see an increase of respiratory and cardiovascular uh, diseases. Um, as we've mentioned, you know, um, heat stress uh, as well. But I think the other the other aspects where, you know, any industry increasing emissions is contributing to climate change. Um, the other area is that as the planet changes, if we allow it to keep warming, we're going to see diseases encroaching on areas where they haven't been previously because the environment will change. You know, areas that were once too cold for, say, for, say, mosquito borne diseases. Yes. They won't be as cold anymore, mm. so those mosquito-borne diseases will actually increase. Mm. Mm. So it's a whole different look at health, the geography of health, and um, how we need to better interact with the total um, health of the planet. Um, it's a very, it's, sorry, I was going to say, it's a very difficult thing for many people to grasp, isn't it, Angel, the concept of this, uh, I suppose, the, the global environmental change. I mean, we obviously, uh, we look at things at a very local level. Um, it's a difficult one for people to, to grasp this idea of, uh, you know, climates turning on their head. Um, and to date, I think we've seen, you know, obviously a, a fair bit of, uh, well, we've seen a, a, some some interesting uh, perceptions about um, the way what the reasons for that occurring. We perhaps won't go into that today, but um, it's a difficult one for people to grasp at a global level, isn't it? Look, I think it is, and I think that's one of the things that really um, prompted me to write um, a very brief commentary that's actually just been today uh, published in the Journal of Foot and Ankle Research. And some simply called sustainable healthcare time for green podiatry. And, um, you know, I first and foremost, um, you know, hand on heart, I am no climate change expert, far from it. But, but, but I'm a, I'm a healthcare professional, have been for a long time. I'm a, um, someone who's very attached to the health of our planet and the, you know, the wonder and awe and beauty of it. Um, and one of the purposes for me writing this little commentary was probably to address the issue that you've just um, hit upon, Nello, which is really, you know, is it that is? Can, do we use words like um, 
healthcare uh, emergency? You know, is that what climate change is causing? And this is very much the case. This has um, been cited by very uh, prestigious and eminent um, scientists in journals like The Lancet. And I have tried to, in this little commentary, connect the dots, if you like, to make it more understandable and to make it more relevant, because that's, I guess, the journey that I've been on too. Mm-hmm. On that note, Angela, and it's perhaps to take it away from a, a global setting and perhaps to take it more to a, a local setting, um, we're, we're obviously speaking to podiatrists today or we expect, we expect that podiatrists are going to be the key part of our audience anyway. Um, what... What are the sort of things that podiatrists as practitioners can do in their in their practices to help um, efforts towards more sustainable behaviour in healthcare uh, in their facilities? Um, what are some of the practical applications of the principles that we can do our, in our own practices now? There's surely a number of things that are possible. Oh, look, I think there are, and I think this is a really important thing because um, it's what it's the way we live, and that's it, as individuals. And then it's the way we practice. And as you're saying, we're talking about podiatrists, we're talking about our association members. But then I think as part of that, uh, a really important role for all healthcare professionals, and I'd go further and say all citizens, is what we can do as advocates. Um, so there are, you know, there are simple things we can do in our in our practices, as in make sure that we are. Uh, recycling all that we can, for example, mm-hmm. make sure that we are trying to um, procure um, all the things we use in the practice from as nearby as possible to, you know, sort of drop down that um, supply chain use wherever we can. Uh, we can look at things like managing our e-waste uh, really well because we, you know, who doesn't have that old phone in their drawer or an old mm. laptop and things like this? Um, we can look at uh, more effective energy efficient lighting, for example. We can look at the way we heat and cool a practice, you know, turning, um, reducing the cooling, reducing the heating reduces energy expenditure quite substantially. Um, and we can, I suppose we can, you know, we can make that um, obvious to our patients by saying, you know, we are doing what we can to help um, the planet as part yes. of the way we practice on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. So I think these are some really simple things, but I do think talking about um, the relationship between healthcare and climate change, and it's a reciprocal relationship, is really important. The two are inextricably linked, and the more we can educate ourselves and then educate our patients, the better, I think, for the community and the planet. Um, Healthcare professionals of all ilks are, I think, trusted people in the community and are listened to. Uh, and podiatrists have often quite far-reaching conversations with their patients. And so, you know, why not work in the practice policy change on being as green and clean with energy as possible? Why not work that into the conversation? I think, I think, um, the community at large is concerned and would really be respectful of that care. Mm-hmm. 
Mm, agreed. Um, on that note, I mean, there's there's obviously a uh, lot a lot to be well, not just learnt but understood about um, how what sort of an influence we can have, Angela. For those for those that are listening that might be interested in learning more about sustainability in healthcare, are there some useful resources or or sites or otherwise that for health professionals that they might be interested in? Um, yeah, look, there's a, there's a lot uh, around. I think probably two websites I'd really um, think are a good idea for our, my colleagues to look at are uh, CAHA, that's um, uh, Climate and Health Alliance. Uh, they have some fantastic material. The other group is um, Doctors for Environment Australia. Uh, that's another really good website. And there's a lot of good activity happening there. And um, a couple of books that I've um, really enjoyed reading, and they're, they're quite different. They're quite different takes on climate change. And one is um, Bill Gates' recent book, and the other is um, uh, the ABC reporter Craig Rucastle's book, which is really an offshoot of his program, The War on Waste. Um, I think they're, they're um, particularly the, the latter, uh, the ABC uh, book is really an easy read. Um, mm. Bill Gates is a bit more global and it's got quite a different perspective. Um, but it's also, he's pretty optimistic uh, if we can harness the right powers at the right time, which is heartening. Mm. Um, of course, I'll, you know, of course, this little JFAR commentary, and, uh, um, which, which hopefully, as I say, at a very basic level, um, helps um, members to get across the topic. And it is actually quite well referenced. So probably the references in that article are going to be as useful as the commentary itself. And, um, and then, of course, what we alluded to earlier, Nello, the sustainability panel is yeah, going to yeah. close this year's uh, National Podiatry Conference. That's right. So, uh, as as you've highlighted, you'll be moderating that panel, um, uh, the panel discussion, which will be the the last session of the Australian Podiatry, uh, the National Podiatry Conference, uh, which is on. Well, the date will be the seventeenth of July, which will be the last day, um, featuring uh, Venus Sajwala, who uh, is the director of the Smart Centre for Sustainable Materials at the University of New South Wales. Um, quite a profile and quite an interesting lady, um, as well as a number of other panel members. Um, so, yeah, look, I think uh, those that are interested, certainly um, there's still the opportunity to, to register for the conference um, and you can uh, follow the links at podiatry.org.au for more detail. I don't know whether you want to add to that, uh, Angela, about that panel. Um, no, I think, but I think it'll be um, a, a very, a very unique finale to the conference and one that uh, is incredibly relevant for any podiatrist, anyone involved in healthcare. And uh, I think more broadly than that, um, uh, anyone who's just a, a concerned global citizen at the moment and wants to do their best, I think there'll be some really good information there. And hopefully, yeah. too, Nello, I guess it's fair to say that um, from the board level of the Australian Podiatry Association, you know, we're starting to strategize in this space. And what yeah. I've coined green podiatry, it's well and truly 
on our agenda. So hopefully it's something we can really uh, provide more information for for members over this um, next few months and indeed years. Yeah, and if I can take my 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 uh, um, uh, host's hat off for a moment and put my CEO's hat on, but uh, yeah, look, I, I I've no doubt that this is going to be um, a topic uh, that will be more prominent uh, over the the future years for the association. Uh, I think for the profession more broadly, um, as well as a number of other health professions, but certainly um, healthcare and sustainability is going to become quite a critical issue uh, as time moves on. And I think we, um, you know, we, we, we quite clearly want to be a, a progressive organisation and be, be part of that. So, um, and, uh, you know, I'm pleased to say that, um, you know, tonight's uh, podcast is, is uh, just a, an opportunity to, to move that along. Well, fantastic, Ella. Thank you for the opportunity. Angela, thank you so much. It, uh, it, we really appreciate you, uh, you taking the time to, to give us uh, a bit of an intro to sustainability in healthcare tonight. It does bring us to the end of the conversation. Um, we could probably talk about it much, much more. And as, as I said earlier, I don't suspect that it'll be the last time we do that. Um, just to, to perhaps recap, there's a, there are a number of uh, resources and we'll, we'll probably put some links in the, uh, the podcast, um, uh, the podcast, uh, promo that, uh, goes with it. But perhaps, uh, the three, the three, um, uh, particular items were obviously, uh, Angela's recent, well, today, in fact, uh, we're obviously pre-recording this, but, um, uh, so the Sustainable Healthcare Time for Green Podiatry, which is in the Journal of Foot and Ankle Research, um, which is open access. And if you haven't looked at it, which I would be very disappointed if most podiatrists haven't uh, done so, then you should do so. So that's, uh, that's available online. Um, the websites, which are the Climate and Health Alliance or CAHA, um, is another one worth looking at. And the last one there was Doctors for Environment Australia, the three websites that might give an opportunity for people to have a, a, a bit of a, uh, a bit further detail about the topic. Sadly, that's, uh, that is all we have time for in this episode. Thank you again, Angela, for your, for your passionate discussion and uh, on the issue of sustainability. As I say, I'm not sure it's not the last time we'll do this in the context of the APOD-A and, uh, and healthcare. As always, we welcome listener feedback and requests for podcast topics. Please email your feedback uh, or, or any topics you might uh, like to hear more on to info at podiatry.org.au and don't forget to check our website podiatry.org.au as a source of ongoing updates on a range of topics for podiatrists uh, and when you can have a look at our social media uh, feeds at facebook.com forward slash Australian Podiatry Association one word or twitter at apoda underscore national in the meantime stay safe take care and Bye for now.